Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to the Pretty Bubbles podcast. Um, just myself and Jamie tonight, um, when what will be a, a fairly quick one to get out there uh, ahead of the weekend. Um, only a quick one and only me and Jamie because I completely forgot we were supposed to be recording this uh, about 40 minutes ago. Um, so I will put my hands up to that one. And I'm sure next time round, Daryl will call me a nonce. A fat fairly idiot. so. What, yeah, I, I, I can't even deny it. So well, I can deny <laughs> being a nonce, but I, I can't deny that this is entirely my fault. Um, so, yeah. How are you anyway, Jamie? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. It's, it's ideal that you've done a sh- we're doing a short one when there's not much to discuss outside of the preview and the England game. But even then, I didn't catch it all. So it's, if we're going to do a shorter one, this is probably the best one to do it. So what you're saying is I've actually done us a favour. I would that's, have said that's, what I'm, favor, that's what I'm taking from this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, as you say, England have played twice since we last got together. Um, and Nice aggregate score. To say that they were one-sided games would be an understatement. Um, so, Friday night at Wembley, we beat Albania 5-0. And then we took the trip to San Marino and pasted them 10-0. And it could have been a fair few more. Um, but we'll start with Friday. Um, obviously, a first half hat trick for Harry Kane, uh, his first of two first half hat tricks, um, mm. and goals from Harry Maguire and Jordan Henderson. Did you see much of the game? I mean, I know people. I didn't. I've seen the goals, I've seen the highlights. And I think the thing I can. Harry Kane's finish is fantastic. Albania looked bad. Harry Maguire putting his uh, fingers in his ears like. That just sums it up. Roy Keane ripped him a new one, which was fantastic. Um, it, it was it won a stumbling block, but it could have been a tougher game than it turned out to be because Albania still had a chance of getting into the playoffs. Obviously, if England lost, Poland could still come first. So there was a lot more riding on the game than probably people realised. But when you go, I think we were 3-0 up in like no time. Um, it killed it off before you even knew it. Like, I it, yeah, it was such an easy win. There was some shocks though this international break. Like Italy didn't win their group. Portugal bottled it at the end. Like a few teams struggled to make it through. And I guess it shows you that the qualification process isn't as easy as people realise. Obviously, when you get teams like San Marino in your group, that helps because that's six points before you even start. But yeah, we're through. We're in the World Cup. And that's all that matters. Yeah, and when. I mean, people have said before about should there be a pre-qualifying for the likes of San Marino's, Gibraltar's, Andorra's, Malta's, mm. those sorts of teams, which is a debate for another day. But um, here we are. And yeah, you're right about some of the teams that have, they're in the playoffs now. So Portugal are in there, Italy are in there. Um, and then you've got the likes of, I mean, what's the Austria- right Scotland are seeded. Um, and it all goes and it second, all goes weren't they? Their, yeah, it goes down to how they performed in qualifying. Um, Poland are unseeded in qualifying in the playoffs. Austria are unseeded, and they only got through because of the Nations League. So, like, yeah, it was... Czech Republic. Our boys are in there. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm just like you're looking at it. There's some. So you've got Wales who are seeded too, like. Being seeded was huge. If you're unseeded, you're likely to get a Portugal, an Italy, a Sweden, or a Wales. And uh, sorry, 
sorry, say you're Scotland or Wales, you don't want Portugal, you don't want Italy, you don't really want Sweden. Like, if you're one of the smaller teams, you obviously want to play Scotland or Wales. They're probably more Scotland. But then Scotland seem to have really turned a corner recently. Yeah, like, they really have done. Um, they've picked up... Like, they surprised me. Um, and I think Steve Clark's doing a, a fairly decent job there, as much as it pains me to say, because I'd love to just watch them lose every week. Not every yeah. week. Every game. Yeah. I, I would like them to struggle. Although... I think it would be interesting to see them in the World Cup because they haven't been there in a while, just to see. Obviously, they've been to a Euros. I like seeing home nations in the World Cup just because, I guess... 98 was their game, last one, weren't it? Yeah, Wales haven't been to a World Cup since... I can't... I don't know. I think, I think it was it, the, the, the... Is it the 50s or was they there? They had one since a, then. I'm just trying to find it out because uh, they show their record. They have never been to a World Cup since 1958, Wales. That is oh, that's right, and it's the fifteenth. What this guy knows his stuff. That is incredible to think that only England. I don't know Ireland two thousand and two or was they nineteen ninety eight? Uh, two thousand two. They were in yeah Japan and South Korea. It's twenty years since another country outside of England's been to a World Cup. That is crazy. So yeah, I'd like to see one of them there just because I'd also like to draw them, but I don't think we can, can we? Uh, no, I think it's all open. Okay, oh, no, I, you, no, I think you can have two because because uh, the way it if works, you have, two, you have Euro- two Europeans. Yeah, but you're only we allowed have so to, like, many more. Yeah, because we have thirteen qualify. You're only allowed two per European, but then like there's only one South America one in that. But I guess yeah, so. It's it's always a nightmare that draw because it takes forever because you have to draw the team and then what can they what pot can they go in? Oh, it's a nightmare. Mm. Um, yeah, but yeah, so we'll see how they get on. Obviously. Um, we then pumped San Marino 10 0. Um, and the goal scorers were Harry Maguire. There was no goal, four for Harry Kane, Smith Rowe, Mings, Abraham, and Saka. Yeah. And the only thing I thought from this game, obviously, apart from the fact that it was an absolute romp, um, it was good to see some rotation. Ramsdale got his England debut. Mm-hmm. Um, Smith Rowe, it was good to see get a start and get a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's been rewarded for his good start to the season. And from Conor Gallagher I, came on as well. So From what uh, I saw of Gallagher, Gallagher well. looked all right. Yeah, obviously got the man sent off, cracked a few chances. Uh, look, you can't take much from the game itself. It's San Marino. Like, the the San Marino. There's a reason. So, they've they're got a population. Times, so... Yeah, they've got a population smaller than where we're from. So, it's ridiculous. But we're through. I, obviously, now, there's a long wait about who we qualify when I don't the draw is probably going to be in the summer isn't it because you've got qualifiers all the way going through to March and the other um yeah continents but uh, the finals draw is scheduled to take place in April 2022 after the March window international fixtures so cool. that is when we will maybe find out who I think be the playing. benefit is I'd imagine that we'd be in a pot one just because of definitely well I just find it crazy that the current European champions, Italy, are in a playoff. So they're not guaranteed to be at the World Cup. That's the like, thing. Like They had a really good... Up to, obviously, the Euros final, they'd had a really good year. And I think but I think they've only won three of their nine since then. Yeah, so that is... It's a pretty poor record. So, obviously, they peaked when it mattered, um, as is the way of tournament football. They're still ranked four in the world. But then again, 
Belgium are ranked number one in the world. So yeah, I I, I don't take those words. I remember a few years back when England were lo- not that good. This is before Southgate was here. I think this was um, the manager before, and we were third, and it was like. We're not even the third best team in the con- uh, continent, let alone the world. It was crazy. There was, there was a time not that long ago when we were ranked first. It, it didn't last long, but it's it's a joke. So your top five at the moment are Belgium, Brazil, France, Italy, and England. Um, yeah. So it's, then I, also, I mean, how Belgium we... Belgium just drew with one all with Wales. So hmm. without then, I take I take those games like Wales had a lot to play for in that game, while Belgium were through. Like okay, they put out a strongest team, but. Your players aren't going to be as invested as your Wales players, just no. because Wales didn't do they need a result. But like Mexico are ninth, USA are thirteenth. Like I kind of take some of this. Like Iran are twenty second. I don't Beat know it. any. Ar- sorry, Bash. Yeah. Oh, the old Go Brighton on. player. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for got any Iranian listeners, but I don't know much <laughs> about Iranian football. But yeah. There you go. We've qualified. So That's all the other matters. thing, the other thing worth mentioning from the international break, Mikel Antonio two in two for Jamaica, including an absolute rocket against the US. Both, both of those goals, I don't think I've ever seen him score for West Ham. A chip, a, def- a delicate a chip. little dink over the keeper, and then a rocket from outside the box. I wish Sky Bet did like a market on Mikel Antonio to sky one into the stands on Saturday. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a banker. It's just yeah, got to happen. It was his first goal from outside the box in seven years. It's crazy. That's crazy. It is indeed. But, uh, so that's. I think we'll we'll round up the international break there. Uh, I won't do a break because it's it's not worth us going into a break. So we'll just crack on uh, with the Wolves game uh, coming up this Saturday. Um, it is at Molyneux, uh, Saturday three o'clock kickoff for the first time in a long time. Um, and I'll quickly jump Bad in. Stats. And again, I'm not doing a format stats today because I completely forgot and I haven't done my research. So I'll go through our, our heads ahead with Wolves. Um, only 67 games against Wolves. Uh, a, not that not many, many at all. Bearing in mind, we are two very old clubs. Um, yeah, so our first Wolves. meeting was in 1910. Um, but it's wow. just we've obviously avoided them in terms of divisions for a lot of that time. Um, so, Jamie, 67 games, how many we won? Uh, 25? 31. Wow, that's a hell of a record then. Good record. 31 wins, 14 draws and 22 losses. Um, obviously, did the double over them last season. Uh, 4-0 early doors at home. Um when we were on that run of when we beat Leicester and then we beat Wolves um, mm. quite convincingly. That was what really kicked us, our, gear in, our season into second gear. And then um, 3-2 at Molyneux, which was part of that run where we went three goals up and just did our best to throw games away. Like uh, that was the, the Lingard goal where he picked it up and just yeah. ran. And he also done the Berbatov like thing uh, before our second goal. Where he kind of like kicked it and knocked it, and it was like, yeah, and that yeah. Was cut it back for four nails to do his the four nails you... special with the ball coming across and opening his foot up. With the rumors now coming out that he's available for 10 million, would you take him at 10 million? Um, I've yeah, been someone, at 10 million. Uh, I've been someone very vocal, like I think at 20, I wouldn't, but at 10, it makes sense. I don't get what Manu's philosophy was because I knew he was out of contract. It was like you take the money now or you get him on a dirt cheap deal in Jan. I think Jan Man United really messed up, but they've done that with a lot of their contracts 
at their players. I like think, Pogba, and I think another part of it was at the time, and I know it was just before deadline day and things, but no one really expected Ronaldo to come in. Mm. Uh, and I think that changed everything. I think that's really hampered Sancho in his start Big to time. his United career. And that's then even had a knock-on effect on Lingard, and you've seen him mm. play so little. So, but yeah, I, uh, think, I think at ten million, it's it's probably worth to. to I know Ronaldo's been fantastic. Ronaldo's been fantastic for the United, but he's also had a negative effect in terms of now they've tried to find a philosophy that works around him, and they still can't decide on what's the best way to go. So, and it's it's going to hamper people like Sancho, Greenwood, and all their careers, uh, long-term career paths. Which it's it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because people are saying like Ronaldo's the problem. Then people are showing the stats of well, he's contributed to like fifty percent of their goals in all competitions this mm. season. But it's almost a double-edged sword because yeah, you've got the he's having a lot of goal contributions, but that's because they're building a system around him, which mm. means he's the main man, and they haven't really got anyone else in that position to be able to have those contributions. So yeah. I can see both sides of the argument, and it's a tough one. But anyway, Wolves. Um, <laughs> what do you think of this game? Because personally, I mean, they I thought they obviously lost to Palace 2-0 just before the international break. But mm. before that, they were on a fairly good run of form. They'd beaten Everton, um, Villa and Newcastle and drawn with Leeds in their games prior to that. So they started to find their feet. But obviously, that just before the international break, do you reckon that would have sort of set them back a little bit? How do you see this one going? Going into the season, I thought Wolves were going to be a nothing team, like a 12th, 13th mediocre side. But I've been really, really impressed with the manager. I think he's brought them in and he's playing a really good style of football. Like Bruno Large has got them playing better football. Like, okay, 11 goals in 11 games doesn't suggest that. But I think in the early part of the season, they didn't score in the first three games and they were unlucky. Like, I watched some of the Man U game. They played well. Tottenham, they battered. Like, they've been impressive. And the Palace game was a little bit of a surprise, but I don't think this will be as easy game as we think. Like, I sit there and think we can break them down. Their defence isn't brilliant. Like, Connor Cody's slightly ageing. I don't... Like, who's the other centre-half that's been playing all their minutes recently? I think on Saturday, just gone, it was... Kilman, Saiz and Cody. Three, yeah. like, I'm not a Samado fan. Don't think he's great. But I just sit there and think we can get at him. But I also think players like Trincao, Hei Wang has come in and been very decent. Uh, Jimenez has started to fall. I think this could be a bit more challenging game than people probably think. But I still expect us to get the win. This is this could be a, a banana skin sort of game, though, for West Ham just because I've no, been impressed I, with them. I completely agree. I think, like you say, that it, it's they've flattered to deceive early in the season. Um, but then since then, in those sort of that run of five, six games that I mentioned, they started to turn it on a little bit. It was basically after mm. that loss to Brentford when they lost 2-0 yeah. to a 10-man Brentford side. Um, but yeah, like you say, Jimenez coming back in is big. Um, obviously, he was, he was out for quite a long time. So it's going to take him a little while to really find his feet and, and find his form again. But... You, you back him to do that. He's obviously a quality player. Huang has come in and, and hit the ground running. Trincao is a good player. Mm. And then you know what you get with the likes of Moutinho and Neves in the middle, that real engine yeah. room. So it's it's got potential to be a tricky game. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. Us... I think we'll set up and really counter. I think we'll try and allow them, which <laughs> could... I think that might play into our hands. That's the one benefit I do think. 
Like it's whether we can stop breaking them down, uh, not allowing them to score. And our defence has looked a lot more solid in recent weeks. Obviously, Liverpool's a bit of an outlier just because it's Liverpool, Liverpool are decent, <laughs> but like with Stone at the comp. It's going to be interesting now with Bonner out for quite a while. How Dawson comes in, who I believe will come in for him. Seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah, how they kind of gel, because obviously that's going to change. But I can't see a reason why we don't win. And I think we're just going to look to play him on the counter. And I kind of expect goals in this game, if I'm honest. So, nil-nil incoming? Probably, now that I've said that. (laughs) So, how do you see us lining up? So, obviously, we're saying Dawson in for Bonner is the most likely. Mm. Um, the only other sort of question for me in terms of changes is the right back. Does we do we does Johnson play? Does Soufal come back in? It's, it's a tricky one, really. I'm just looking like how many minutes Soufal got? Ninety minutes uh, yesterday. Ninety minutes the other. So he's got 180 minutes under the international break. So that shiny fitness is back. But I just don't think they can drop Johnson. Like, he's done nothing to suggest to be dropped. And I guess he's shown that. Even with Dawson, when Dawson came into the side, he played so well that he didn't lose his place. So Moyes is willing to provide that if you play well, you stay in the side. So I don't think they'll change it. I think the only change will be Dawson in for Ogbonna. The team normally picks itself anyway by this time. I think it'll just be whether we have... uh, rotation on Thursday, which is now going to be yeah, a more tough game. That's what I was going to say. It's it's very much down to that. With that Sufal Johnson debate, one will play Saturday, one will play Thursday. And yeah. that's pretty much the way it's going to be for us. Um and then obviously we the Sunday after that is is Man City. So mm-hmm. that one could be a slightly trickier game. Um but I agree. We- I think that that front four picks itself now um in terms of who starts and then it's just who comes on as a sub in around the 65, 70 minutes onward mark, depending on how the game's going. Yeah. And looking at the fixtures, we have a midweek game or a game, more than one game every seven days until the new year. Like, because we have Vienna, then we have Brighton, then we have Zagreb, then we have Arsenal, then we have Tottenham. So you have games where rotation is going to play a big part. You're going to see a lot more minutes for people that are on the bench. So Vlasic will get a lot more minutes. Yamalenko... Uh, Kufau, probably Crow. So this is going to be where we start to see how the squad has got in depth. I know we're lacking it in certain areas, but it's just going to see if these fringe players can really step up. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's, it's that time of season where it, it, it can catch up quickly. Um, it always happens in that sort of festive period. You've got the breaks just after Christmas, um, where every oh, it's in the early New Year, isn't it? That first couple of weeks of January, where you get a little break. But it's going to be interesting to see how the workload's handled, particularly regarding Antonio. It's always Antonio, um, and who we can find to yeah. fit in there, whether it be Bowen or Yarmolenko. Um, and there are, in terms of FPL, there are ten game weeks in the next thirty-three days from this weekend. Jesus Christ! So this is a big week if you are. Trying to do well in FPL. I made my two subs today, actually. Yeah, what are you uh, going for? So I've tried to upgrade my midfield. I went bit, uh, Zaha out for Yotta. My logic was with Firmino being injured long term, yeah. I think Yotta's going to basically play all the time now. And where he's down as a midfielder and he's going to play probably striker, I just think the output's going to be coming. 
the oh. other thing with Yotta is as well, even like as Firmino's out, but then Af- African Cup of Nations as well. Yep. So he's going to probably get an extended run. Yeah, so like he, he seems like a sensible option. Because he was more expensive, I've had to make a downgrade in my centre-back role. And I've got Thiago Silva, uh, James Rudiger to Thiago Silva. I just, I wanted to keep a prime club player and I thought Thiago Silva is going to get the most minutes or he's the most stable choice after Rudiger. I, I wanted Cancelo, yeah. but I can't see who I get rid of to get in Cancelo. I've made, I've made both my transfers for this week. So I've, I've gone a West Ham for West Ham change and gone Ben Rama to Bowen just because mm-hmm. Bowen, Bowen is just seems fixture proof at the moment, especially being on set pieces. Yeah. Uh, corners for us it's it's obviously a big thing for us with our two and best then, centre halves oh, all our centre halves seem to be on fire at the moment from set pieces exactly and with Dawson coming in my second transfer I've got rid of Jamie Vardy because he's been a fucking mm. donkey since I got him in and I've gone for Harry Kane I've gone Kane I've got so, I, the second Conte came in I had two, uh, two subs and I went heavy Tottenham. I went Regulon and Kane in because I didn't know how to get Son in. I had Vardy in my team already. I thought it's easier to get. Just makes sense. Yeah, it's an easy yeah. one, isn't it? Yeah. So, plus, I mean, seven goals in two games against some very stiff opposition. He's in form now. Exactly. Like, he's <laughs> just brought it on. Like, that white shirt for England, if you just imagine, like, that Tottenham shirt is an England shirt, it'll be fine. I'm, I'm even slightly tempted to captain him. Oh, that's bold. Against Leeds, though, I do. Oh, it's tough. <laughs> it's a tricky because if, if you don't captain Salah and he hauls, you just look like an idiot. And you're instantly behind everyone. Yeah, like, exactly. It, 90% of people are captaining Salah. The thing with Salah is if you, you have him, you're instantly kind of playing with 10 people every game week. But if you don't, you're kind of like, okay, I'm playing with 11, but I could really get screwed here. Really yeah, exactly. It's just, I, I just, I th- he's become the most um, owned player percentage-wise in FPL history. Yeah, seventy-one percent. I think after I saw like what happened to Daryl in the Man U game where he got heavily burnt, I just don't think I'm willing to take that risk. I'm just you being risk adverse. Is what you're saying? Yeah, I'm risk adverse. <laughs> not bringing it on. Yeah, it's fair enough. Uh, anyway, yeah. So I think. We will wrap it up there with our quick update for the week. Um, last thing to do is predictions for us two for Saturday. Uh, so what do you reckon? Desmond. Oh, oh I've caught you off guard. <laughs> yeah, I just... It was, it was I, only because I was typing. I was, <laughs> it came out as Desmond. I was like, ah! I, I, I think this has got goals in the game just because I think we'll counter them quite well. But they seem to come into form. I like Trincao, I like Wang, I like Jimenez. I think Ogbon is a miss. Yeah, I'm going Desmond and I'm going to go Trincao, first goal scorer. Don't know why. I, I, I feel like I need to catch up in the standing, so I'm trying to go for something different. Mixing it up a bit. Um, yeah. I am going a 2-1 win um, with a 4 nails first goal. Uh, I'll get the other lads' predictions um, before the weekend. Uh, the only other thing to update is the results. Um, I don't know if I said this last week um, when we reviewed the last two games, but none of us got any points um, for the Genk or Liverpool games. Shockingly, none of us saw us beating Liverpool. Who would have thought it? 
and we all predicted West Ham wins um, against Genk. And obviously, Pantsil was the first goal scorer for Genk. And the first goal in our game was an own goal. So, the Liverpool game. So, Are we going to... I feel like with the own goals, maybe ask the others, should we do a rule that if the first goal in the game is an own goal, we do the second goal scorer? Potentially, we can we can do that. The old uh, first goal scorer rules apply. It rolls over. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's... And, I'm trying to think Obviously, James one. doesn't understand gambling, so let's not ask him. Like, he'll yeah. just be like, whatever. But, uh, it, was, yeah. it was Alexander-Arnold that got the second goal of the game, so still none of us would have uh, got any I tr- I Trent. I Trent. Uh, but, you had Salah. Yeah, I know. But I had fair, Salah, fact- you had Salah, James had Salah, Daryl had Yotta. I actually said in fantasy it was perfect for me because of a fantasy and result. I was like, I want a West Ham win, but I had Salah and Trent in my team. Trent yeah. got a goal and assist, and Salah got an assist. I was like, if you told me how this game was going to go, this was perfect. Bang on. Uh, so, yeah, we will wrap it up there. I'll get their predictions, and we will be back next week before the Vienna game, if I remember. Um, <laughs> and in the meantime, there's only one thing left to say, and that is, come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. <laughs>